This is Dojo Live, Tech Without Borders, stories that bring us together. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dojo Live. We're going to have our first show of the week this Tuesday, September 13th, 2022. My name is Samarika Guerrero, and I will be hosting today. And it's my pleasure to introduce Sam Miller. He's going to be our guest today. Hello, Sam. Hello. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. It's great. Sam, he is the founder and CEO at Produce Motion. So this is so exciting. You are located in Brooklyn, right? I'm here yes. in Mexico City broadcasting from here. So please uh, share a little bit about your background, about who you are, your passion, and then we'll go through the company. Sure. Yeah, happy to. Thanks. Thanks so much for uh, for having me. So, I mean, I think overall, just I'm I'm a, a Sam Miller, I'm the founder and CEO of Proteus Motion, uh, based in Brooklyn. Um, uh, my I'd say generally my my past experience is in engineering, design, business operations, and sales. I'm kind of a generalist. Um, what kind of the the, the journey that that led me here today is uh, kind of stems back to my own childhood sports training experiences and physical therapy, um, you know, recovering from a really kind of painful condition uh, in my knee uh, that shaped what I'm doing today. Um, and it was those inspirations really created like this driver, this ambition to establish, you know, what, what, um, we're intending to become a kind of a new universal standard for physical strength. Um, and so uh, the, 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 and the genesis for kind of this idea and what we're doing and, and how kind of my background all intersects and, and combines to where we are today is, is around, uh, you know, from my, my rehabilitation experiences being frustrated with fitness equipment. Um, and that was really around like inability to be able to objectively track my progress um, and the limitations of that data stemmed from uh, limitations of the equipment itself. Um, and so, um, you know, kind of set wow. out to, yeah, yeah, that's a kind of a lesser known point, I think, but it's like, if you think about this, you know, this explosion of the connected fitness space, um, yes. it's largely been about digitizing an existing piece of equipment. And wow. so like along with that is, uh, you know, kind of limitations around being able to progress or revolutionize measurement capabilities through the software, because they can kind of just measure the same thing and therefore tell you the same thing and deliver that in the form of content. So I set out to solve a big portion of that problem around strength data and filling this void um, by creating a new type of exercise machine altogether. And that, uh, um, I, I had a good head start uh, because I started by using kind of a mechanical concept yes. for a machine that my dad invented at MIT in the early 90s. Wow. Wow, this is so impressive. Thank you so much for sharing your personal story about the genesis of everything. You already touched about Proteus Motion and the problem that you are solving. So that led us into the topic for today's show, which is 
physical strength, a new frontier in human performance. If you ask someone how strong they are, it's almost a certainty that they are referenced as squat or bench press. Why? Who cares? And what's missing from that answer? Multi-billion dollar industry have been created around every pillar of human performance, except our physical strength. Why is that? And how Proteus is becoming the MRI for physical strength. So please share with us why this topic is relevant for today's show. Sure. Sam. Happy to. Um, I mean, I think we, so, so back to kind of what we do. I mean, we created a new exercise machine to unlock strength, strength measurement capabilities, right? And I think why, why, this, is, why this is relevant today um, is uh, related to the fact that um, uh, around the kind of quantified self movement, where we've had huge industries be established and, and, and grow uh, around other pillars of human performance, right? So sleep and recovery, right? Uh, 24-7 wearables uh, created a $30 billion market in that space around that pillar of human performance. And the MRI or the X-ray created a $60 billion body imaging market around musculoskeletal health and wellness. Physical strength is very much still how much can you bench press or how much can you squat? Yeah. And there's huge limitations um, or there's huge issues with that around uh, the, the, the limitations for individualization. And what we've found is, um, well, we, we basically created a solution um, that we, we like to say Proteus is doing for physical strength, what the MRI has done for body imaging. And the reality is that there's a need for um, personalization and differentiation in personal training, in physical therapy. And this is not just for athletes, it's for everyone. Yes. Um, and so there's this huge information gap um, that is uh, not quite known or understood yet because simply there hasn't been a solution that filled this need. So what we did is we've created a revolutionary strength testing device that can also be used as a resistance training tool, but its primary purpose is for, for, for testing. Um, and, uh, and, and this, this information that our product Proteus system delivers, um, fills a critical gap of information that allows trainers, um, the ability to determine essential characteristics about an individual as it relates to their strength, um, which gives them superpowers to basically, uh, uh create this next level of, of personalization and individualization and training to focus on how, when, why, and what to train optimally. Um, I really like that personalization element. Um, how is, for example, if someone who is not an exercise expert, someone like me, for example, that I have been procrastinating this for a long time, do I need a coach to start my journey with this device? Or how does it work? It's a great question. Um, so I would say the short answer to that is right now, Yes, you would want to have at least your first or first several experiences with a trainer with supervision. Um, however, the system does not need to be used that way. It's, uh, it's, pretty, um, it's pretty intuitive to, send to, the, to the point that, you know, we've got, we're in 43 states now. We've got tens of thousands of users um, across the U.S. and Canada. And um, we have many, many users that, Everyone starts using it with a trainer, but then 
many of them progress to just kind of use it on their own. Um, the way that this works is we have a, a, a physical machine. Um, you can probably best to, we're about to launch a new website soon. So it's probably best to go to our Instagram for, uh, for visual. Great videos. Great videos. <laughs> yeah. At, at Proteus motion. Um, and, uh, so it's a, we've got this kind of physical device. It's uh, roughly the footprint, a little smaller than a, the footprint of a treadmill. Uh, and it is, uh, um, it comes with a 27 inch uh, touchscreen monitor that delivers the software product. And so we've got kind of several modes uh, within the software product. One of them is around training and workouts, which are very, very engaging and exciting and effective. And then the other is performance testing. Um, and, and so we basically patented the first and only way to measure physical strength for 100% of human movement. And we've built this data set that is the first and only data set for physical strength in three dimensions. And, and so that fuels the foundation of a software product that basically delivers full body assessments by kind of instructing you to perform exercises. Yes. Uh, and you can, some of our kind of standardized uh, full body assessments, like one that you would do, for example, you do 15 exercises in three minutes. Okay. So now that we're talking about technology, what is that 3D resistance that I saw one of your videos? And I yeah. saw also that it gives you the result that of moving, like if you were through water yes. or something, please share with us. Yeah. So the, so I guess the, the key time back to the strength measurement side of it. So the reason that it's not been possible to measure strength for anything, but um, a movement in a straight line, like a bench press or a squat is because strength requires a force, right? It's your ability to move against a force. Um, and if you look at free weights or cable machines or you know any other kind of exercise tool that provides resistance for resistance training, they provide force in only one direction. Um, so it can't adapt or react or respond to match or mirror the direction of your movement, especially as you're moving through multiple planes. So what we did was we created something that we call 3D resistance and 3D resistance, another one of our, our many patents, 3D resistance is a constant force no matter what direction you move. So, and it feels like you're moving through a fluid. And so it's like, and so it is insanely safe. It's a totally new workout experience. And we've also clinically proven that it is two times more effective than a free weight or a cable machine as a resistance training tool. But what 3D resistance really provides is constant force means that we can measure physical strength however you're moving. So it is the, the 3D resistance provides the, the, this kind of new training experience and resistance training modality and those benefits. But it also fuels the ability to measure strength, which is what our software product is built around. And so... This, the product itself kind of guides you to do a number of exercises and then you do those and then it gives you a report, which is shareable. And the report tells you basically where you should be training and how, what level of resistance, which informs what tools you should use, which uh, as well as what areas of the body. And so one of the really interesting things here, just to kind of tie this to something that's tangible is that we looked at a data set of, um, you know, thousands of tests that were performed by our users across that's all demographics. Insane. 
And so, uh-huh. um, yeah, and f- well, I was just gonna say forty percent of people um, that have been tested on Proteus are faster than they are strong, so they need to train strength. Thirty-five mm-hmm. percent of people are stronger than they are fast, so they need to train speed, and so which means light resistance at high speeds. So like, it, it basically confirms that uh, a training needs to be individualized because no matter depending on who you are. You might need to train heavyweights, lightweights, anywhere in between, d- different speeds and different areas of the body, and um, and basically there's this information gap there that for a trainer is completely limiting their ability to determine these essential characteristics, and then we provide kind of the only practical and accurate solution to fill this gap, which gives provides superpowers really. That's really awesome. I'm talking about how safe it, safety it is. Uh, can kids use this device with the trainer? Uh, is there what's your customer ideal age range? Yeah, great question. So we have um, this product, uh, uh, the hardware and the software, the training and the measurement is um, easily. I mean, we we think it's it, it is without question, the most versatile piece of equipment in the history of fitness and physical rehabilitation. Um, it is a, a powerful and valuable tool for any kind of user from of any stage of health. So post-operative rehab to peak performance training and everywhere in between. We have users that are ages eight to, to 88 uh, and everywhere in between um, at, at, at every stage of health. Now, Our, uh, our software product is really geared towards users that are 13 years old and above, um, uh, unless, of course, we have, we have uh, consent on, on the data side because all the data is cloud-based, um, so some, some regulatory uh, issues that we are compliant with uh, on that front. But um, despite that, the kind of broad spectrum of applications, we have primarily and initially been focusing on sports performance and our Our, our our kind of target market where we've been where we've been really growing and growing fast has been in the uh, in basically sports performance and sports medicine. So so businesses were B 2 B. So businesses that provide services to competitive athletes, and that could be a recreational golfer to a college baseball player to a pro football player to a high school volleyball player, and everywhere in between. That's amazing. This is high tech so i'm curious about how the society is ready to use this i mean what are the techniques you use to convince conservative environments to adopt change to use this sure i mean i think it's it's, it's pretty simple on our end it's, I mean, so we've we've um what's been interesting is that we we've spent historically zero dollars on marketing and advertising so we've done none basically no marketing no advertising um It's all been organic growth through word of mouth. So that's always one of the most powerful tools for getting started. And you know something, some product works, works well, and is exciting people and really engaging is when your kind of customers and partners can um, amplify the message of the product uh, and, and kind of spread the word to other, you know, like customers. So we've relied on that heavily. Um, and that's been That's been really powerful for us, but I think what we've been what what we've really been focusing on is, is calling attention to uh, and, and proving the need 
for having this information and what you can do with it, right? So it's one thing to go out and say, hey, we've got a technology that can produce data that nobody else can. And the reality is who cares, right? Like that's exciting and that's interesting, but it doesn't provide you know, necessarily that much value. The need. Uh, yeah, especially to a, to, to, to a lot of these businesses. So for us, it's like, we this is a tool that it, uh, a lot of our customers have built their business around. So they every, every one of their clients and members, when they walk in the door, uh, they are getting tested on Proteus right away. That information is used to basically personalize or influence personalization of their training programs. We've seen incredible results. We've seen some of our partners have, Started have have started to sell our software assessment uh, as a uh, as an assessment service as an expansion of their business. Some of them have grown that portion of their business four hundred percent since having Proteus. It's highly marketable. It's very engaging, very sticky, and I mean overall, it just produces fantastic results. That's amazing. So the value it's out there. So you don't feel that necessity of changing too fast and introducing risk or something. It's like you, you know, you can trust the device that you are selling out there. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, it's it, we're scientifically validated on 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 every level what, what we're doing, anyways. But I think they're definitely, um, you know, what I started. I founded the company in 2016, and and those first couple of years was very humble beginnings. You know, very little, very li limited, and little you know capital to work with. Small team. I was building machines myself. You know, with a small team, and we brought in just great partners like the you know the Hospital for Special Surgeries, one of our first partners, that the number one orthopedic hospital in the United States. Um, as a early collaboration partner, research partner, you know, they turn into a customer, then they later turn into an investor. Um, and so I think for, for my approach has really been around, like, there's a lot of noise in this space. There's a lot of gimmicky products. There's a lot of stuff that seems exciting and then, you know, ceases to exist. That's not going to be our fate because I think what we're doing is it's just the opportunity is so large around, we are going to create and own this it, 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 absolutely critical category um, uh, of physical strength measurement as a universal standard, uh, which we believe will be ubiquitous uh, as a solution from everyone from a, you know, a, a doctor to a physical therapist to, you know, personal trainer to your everyday, you know, whomever. So it's, it's, it's really powerful. I, early days, I definitely made a mis mistakes though, thinking about trying to maybe perhaps being too bold around you know, trying to sell the product saying like, stop, everything that you're doing is wrong. Stop doing that. Use this instead. That's not, that's not at all. What, what I, I got corrected on that pretty quickly. This is I just naive in the early days for, for us. It's been around like, this is a tool in your toolkit, right? That is incredibly powerful for training, for testing. This can not just replace, but uh, elevate everything that you're currently doing. And you need you need this for testing. Um, you want it for training. You need it for testing because um, you need this information. If you actually are, you especially built your business around trying to optimize human performance and you're selling your services to improve people's health and physical capabilities, um, you need to have information that you can get that is actually actionable and understandable, accurate and legitimate and directly transferable or translatable to um, what this individual or the, the client or you know, whomever it is um, uh, needs to focus on to improve. Uh, and that's, that's what we provide 
plain and simple. I can't imagine that as a leader, you had a lot of challenges with this technology, with the machine, with the people that are using it. If you were an advisor to your company, looking in from the outside, what kind of advice would you give to that leader? That's a great question. Um, I think it would be around uh, being, uh, you, you know, despite knowing that, you know, ha despite having a very large vision and ambition, which we have, and many applications of potential markets you can go into, do not try to tackle all of it at once, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah like and, and we, I mean, and, and believe it or not, it sounds, sounds obvious, but uh, it's tempting, especially this is years ago. This was a, a challenge we faced and trying to navigate where we're, you know, really going to start resonate what markets or what pockets of markets or sub markets we're going to, we're going to be able to build a win and, and tackle first. And it took a, a long time to figure that out and probably wasted a lot of time in figuring that out. Right. And not just sticking to our guns and saying, you know, we're just going hard and fast and, and kind of narrow and deep into this area. And that, that's what that's what we've done. And, uh, you know, of, in the last couple of years, and that's been very, very successful. So that's definitely one thing I would I would say as an advisor. That's amazing. There is a lot of knowledge and experience that you have as a as a leader. So we are actually here at the final minutes of the show. And let's talk about the culture that you have at your company. What can you share with us? How, who are the type of people who you like to comprise your team of? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, a very smart, very hardworking, very passionate, uh, and the highest moral and ethical kind of standards. Um, And uh, so, I mean, those are the, those are really the, the four things uh, we have. You know, it's very very high integrity. You know, it's always around. You know, do the right thing. Um, we have a culture that's very much focused on you know hard work and uh, uh, but in the right ways. Right, um, we value very much value grit. Uh, grit is incredibly important at all stages of any any stage of a business, but, um, especially in the, in the early days, you've got, you know, there's no, no one that has the mentality of like, that's not my job. It's kind of, we're all doing this together and, and you gotta, you know, kind of be scrappy and, and, and certainly gritty because there's going to be a lot of ups and downs. And it's all about, we know that, and it's just about stay the course and keep your eye on the prize. Um, you know, and then beyond that, it's passion for sure. It fuels a lot of what we do. We know that what we're doing is really exciting It's really revolutionary, um, and that's very motivating to people um, when they think about the opportunity and the impact that what we're doing can have on on the world uh, and and these massively large markets and human performance. So um, it's really a combination of all those things. But overall, it's really smart people, really good people, really hardworking people, and really passionate people. I love it. I really do. Do you have any other words of wisdom for? people out there who want to start a startup or they are looking for this entrepreneur life, what would you say to them? Um, just get started. I think it's that simple. Just uh, you figure out very quickly what's working and what's not. You can plan all day long and planning is good, but uh, the best way to learn and evolve is to take a risk, jump in and try something um, and uh, and figure it out and the reality is if if you care 
that much, um, as much as you think you do about the problem that you're trying to solve and, and the, the vision and the ambition, nothing will stop you. I see. So if you had to start over again, what would you do differently and why? Um, I think I would be a little bit more confident in, uh, in trying to introduce a really revolutionary solution. I think I was a little bit, um, I mean, Comfort in my head. The, the device that you're providing with the technology that you have, um, how you're yeah. solving the problem out there. Yeah. Well, I think it was, I think it was more about, I think it was more about how we're solving the problem and how we're communicating, how we're solving the problem. Um, it was almost like too, uh, you know, very cautious about trying to, about the perception of making grand claims and not having it be believable, especially in the early days when you don't have too much to support factually what you're, what you were doing. I mean, we, we had a lot, but like at the time we thought like, well, this is not enough. I feel a little uncomfortable. So it, we, we were almost overly conscious and I'm not, I'm not recommending in any way that, that uh, people, you know, uh, communicate something that is outside of what they're capable of. Uh, that's not, that's absolutely not uh, recommended, but like be confident about what it is that you're really trying to do and sticking with sticking in your vision, especially um, if you're fundraising. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, I was almost kind of nervous uh, to communicate the magnitude of what we we're trying to do Um for reasons that I don't necessarily know, because it wasn't, it, I, I, I've always believed them through and through. So I think as we've gotten more social proof and more scientific proof, it's been a lot easier uh, to uh, to come out and talk very confidently about what we're doing and, and um, that we're, uh, we're making our way towards that goal. So you get a lot of questions in the early days from people that don't necessarily believe you. That's totally okay. That's going to happen. So you just got to, you know, stay the course, stay confident and believe in yourself. Um, are there any plans for you to expand, maybe sell this kind of machines uh, in other countries or what do you have in mind? How are you planning to scale? Sure. Yeah. So for us, our, uh, we have a tremendous amount of, uh, of interest internationally, um, uh, Europe, Asia and, and, and Australia, particularly. South America too. So basically almost all continents. Yeah. I was like, what about Mexico? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We have a, we have a, we have a, a massive amount of international uh, interest. We have, um, except for Canada, we have resisted uh, the temptation to jump into those new markets yet until um, we have the infrastructure to do so. So we've, we're primarily focused for the time being um, for sure for the next year, uh, in, uh, in the, in the U S North America, basically, um, U S and Canada and, um, the scale plans for us are basically, um, to, uh, uh, really maximize the number of, of units that we deploy in the, in the field, uh, to we're launching several, uh, revolutionary new software product expansions, uh, starting in the next 30 days. Um, that are really going to be game changers and unlock new markets, new understanding of the product, new value. And it's going to be a lot of hype around that as well. So, uh, you know, that really around um, sticking to the, the markets that we've been successful in, we're starting to dabble and expand into some broader markets and commercial fitness with some very, very exciting uh, prospects and opportunities going on right now, including pilots uh, and traditional physical therapy. So just uh, not, not trying to tackle too much at one time, but really just, 
It's all about growth. Step by step. That's step amazing. Step. I love it. And thank you so much for sharing, sharing your massive knowledge, your story with us. And I wish you, your company, nothing but success. Please stick around for just a minute. I will go off air. And before we do, let me introduce tomorrow's show. Tomorrow, we're going to have an interview with Rachel Carpenter, CEO and co-founder at Intrinio. The topic is going to be about open data and the API economy, the future of fintech. It's going to be a topic really different than the one that we had today, but don't miss it. See you tomorrow at 10 a.m. Pacific. Check out past episodes, transcripts, blogs, and more on our website dojo.nearsoft.com.